0: Uh, It's it's me, William Regal I'm just sitting here with a cup of tea Watching NXT UK What a great show
1: You're listening To the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show Listener discretion is advised At all times
0: Hello, and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I'm joined by, well, my name's Clive. <laughs> I'm joined by Ricky. How are you tonight, Ricky?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well, yourself?
0: Good, thanks. It was very nice of William Regal to let us, know, let us know that he was watching NXT with a nice cup of tea, wasn't
1: it? It certainly was, hopefully... He drops by for more cups of tea with us in the future. Uh,
0: Do you think, what kind, what do you think he takes in his tea? Two sugars and milk? Or is he just, is he an Earl Grey guy? Definitely Earl Grey,
1: definitely. Oh aye, definitely. Um,
0: To settle his stomach after all the fish and chips he'll be eating watching (laughs) a UK show. So... As you may have guessed from our Twitter earlier and the introduction to this week's show, we are going to have give you an instant review of NXT UK's debut episode, which aired on the network at 8 o'clock British Standard Time. A rare opportunity for UK fans to just sit down after work, after dinner, put the kids to bed and just sit and watch some wrestling as it airs on the network. Um, before we get into that, though, Ricky, just like one suspicious archaeologist said to the other I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Let me see what that tweet said. You said in a tweet "Eh, we'll be covering NXT UK for the first time and all the time.
1: Oh did I say? All the time?
0: Uh huh. That
1: clearly makes no sense. No I didn't. I say we'll be doing a review of NXT UK on a podcast tonight and we'll be doing so from now on download and listen folks.
0: So You're expecting us to have a... Wednesdays are already stressful for me and you're wanting us to sit down ready to watch NXT UK at twenty hundred hours and then sit and record at back of nine every
1: week. I mean, you don't need to sit and watch it. I will. Um, I know you go through a lot of stress because you finish late on a Wednesday so it's it's a mad rush to go home and get everything done but for me, I'm normally home by half five. And then the kids will be in bed by quarter to eight, just in time for me to sit up and put my feet up. So for the, first, for the first 30 minutes of the show or 45 or however long it takes, people can just listen to my beautiful voice while you just sit in the background.
0: And you'll hear, Oh, oh, what a great move that was. Yep. That's my wrestling fan voice. I go all posh and go, um, mm, that was a great suplex.
1: That sounded very West End posh.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Quite T T-bone there from Mr. Dunn, couldn't you say? <laughs> so obviously, let's let's start reviewing it then, shall we?
1: Well, first thing before we get started, I think the great thing is that um, it was eight o'clock our time. Uh-huh. We weren't staying up till like one o'clock or whatever to start watching it, um, and I like that. Uh, and it's a show that they've created for us for no one else we are the UK fans the target audience for this um, and like I say in the fact that they gave it us on primetime or you know for us over here it makes it it makes, it, makes me quite happy and it shows that they actually do kind of care about the fans They understand just how much we're following they've got over here that like I say it, a lot of other people will sit and watch it but the core fan base and like yeah. I said the target audience is clearly us over here so, like I said, very happy that we got the first ever WWE uh, promotion over
0: here.
1: Yeah. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that going forward that we don't just kind of um, see it as a like take a backseat to actually NXT itself, and I'm hoping that maybe we could maybe get like a, a very own takeovers as well over here. NXT UK takeovers. I know that probably will be a while away. Maybe not sure, but I'm hoping that they do go down that route and they do start to give us takeovers. Um, another thing we could get is like, for instance, like with war games, we could always have like an NXT versus an NXT UK kind of oh, uh, yes. match, etc. So I'm hoping that, like I said, the the possibilities or where this thing can go is huge, and what they can do with it is. It could be really, really big, and I'm hoping that they do sort of kind of go all in with it and and treat it like a big deal. Because for us over here, it is a massive deal that they've done this.
0: Oh, I definitely. The what you were saying there about takeovers, something like that, would be great in the future. Even, even see for us if they had tapings in Glasgow or Edinburgh or Aberdeen. I mean, Aberdeen might be a bit of a stretch as far as travels concerned, but. We'll definitely try and make either Glasgow or Edinburgh if they had oh, tapings at definitely.
1: Because the, t- the tapings for tonight were down in, what, Cambridge? Yes. Uh, they just done Plymouth at the weekend there, I think it was, wasn't it?
0: Aye.
1: So, like I say, it seems like we're definitely moving around. I'm hoping they don't just kind of stay down the south of England and, and they start to come up further north, obviously north of the border, hopefully. Um, I think they will. Um, You're saying that
0: it, on you go, you go first.
1: No, and like I say um, the great thing is, like, for a lot of the fact, the wrestlers that we like that we've saw, or promotions over here that we like, like ICW um, progress as well. A lot of people will get to see the, the people that we've seen and people that we like wrestling. Because um, like I say, and the good thing is, like I say you could, you've got the WWE coming over here now. And there could be like a partnership of some sort with, well, I don't know, they kind of got something for ICW, but i not entirely sure. But then you've got things like Lucha Forever, you get got Pro Wrestling Eve, you've got Progress. Progress is arguably the biggest right, uh-huh. um, over here. Um, for people who don't know, like Progress, previous champions have been Marty Scurrow, Mark Andrews, who was actually on NXT tonight, um, Jimmy Havoc, Will Ospreay, Pete Dunne. So they've had a lot of big names coming through there. Um, so I say this could be a chance for a lot of the companies over here, whether they're bigger ones or smaller ones, to kind of get one or two wrestlers on the show and get them um, out there to a wider audience, which would then in turn could could bring more eyes back to their product. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of relationship develops between WWE and, and other companies over here. Uh
0: huh. as you say, it's, it's very early days, but there is promise there. One of the first things that I noticed was, I don't know if it's going to be a regular thing going forward or if it's just because they're getting some tapings under their belt, enough of a, not a catalogue, but just enough of a schedule to keep them going for a few months. But the commentary team of Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness, they were doing a good old-fashioned green screen. So it was one of those ones they must have commentated on the matches after the fact. Do you think that's... Would you see that as... A lack of care or just logistics?
1: No, because remember back in the day when, well, way back when SmackDown wasn't live. I don't pretty certain. Um, I'm pretty certain Taz. I saw he was doing an interview or a podcast that sometimes he would have to go back into the the booth and he would change a few things or add things in and stuff like that. So no, and and on top of that, like you say, Nigel Guinness has got we might have some NXT stuff where it kind of overlaps and other things so I, that doesn't bother me too much um that says um I, I, I wasn't it, that says I didn't notice it and I don't think it will bother me um I no. say it's still early days it's only the first ever episode obviously um uh, and we'll see where it goes but the good thing is obviously we've got <clears throat> the NXT title we've got the women's title um and the tag team championships, which I believe were unveiled at the weekend as well, which I've actually saw a photo of them. I'm not, I don't know if there was any match or anything at the weekend. I'm, i I've not the spoilers, but the actual titles themselves I've seen, and they're kind of stunning.
0: They are quite nice, I have to say. The belts that they've made for, even the UK belt as well, it's mm-hmm. they are lovely to look at. Speaking of tag team championships, the the first match, although it wasn't a tag match, it was Mark Andrews, uh, relatively well known to WWE fans. He's very well known in Britain, as you say, progress champ. Um, I I would say he was like a sensible choice as to the curtain jerker, and he was facing off against Joe Coffey, one half of the Coffey brothers who made an impact at the, the Royal Albert Hall shows back in June or July. And the sort of Embione, or nascent tag tag scene that they've started there. Now, I will say, see so you seeing the Coffee Brothers tag team be a tag team in NXT UK. It's going to be a bit weird because these guys, Coffee versus Coffee, for ICW's Zero G <laughs> title, like their, their version of the IC title, basically. And Joe Coffee's just joined up with the, the sort of heel faction that's in ICW, and they are facing each other at Fear and Loathing the big ICW's big event of the year in December, which we're going to. Um, do you think that'll bother you? Not so much bother you, but it'll just be a bit weird seeing two completely different dynamics between the two products?
1: Um, no, no. Because uh, cause you can almost kind of liken it to Triple H as this kind of cult hero when it comes to NXT, but the moment he appears on Raw. or Anything he's he's a massive villain and he's, and he's hated. Uh-huh. And I know I know it's like you said, it's two completely different audiences. But so well, it N- for the most part, the NXT UK and ICW is a lot of people will watch both, but a lot of people won't actually be watching ICW as well. Okay. Um, more so, a lot of people up here um, it doesn't bother me. Which do you know? what would be kind of cool actually if they somehow t- incorporated the ICW storyline into the NXT thing, and I know they probably won't mention it by name, but if they had um, them splitting up, and it would be kind of cool for for people ourselves and other hardcore fans of ICW and people are well aware of it. It would be kind of cool to see that, in a sense, but I don't think they will. Um, and like I said, the opening match itself having someone like Mark Andrews um made sense like he's he's been on several different programs uh eh, eh, promotions a lot of people know of him and, and to be honest it was a good it was a good match um yeah. quite enjoyed it I thought it was a pretty decent opening uh the where coffee threw Mark Andrews into the air and, and as he was coming down turned into power slam was quite impressive um uh-huh. I Overall, um, I thought that was a pretty decent opening match to the actual show itself.
0: Yeah, it was one of those ones, what you would expect with Andrews, really a- evasive tactics. He could lucha, maybe not the right word, but he could wriggle his way out of a tangle of wires no problem. And Coffey brought the power game. But even though he had that power, he needed the help of his brother, Mark, outside to gain the upper hand. And it was a, a spirited fight from Andrews, but Coffee was just too powerful hits out with a, a brutal discus clothesline for the win uh, so it was a decent opener but before after that the coffees were laying a beat down on Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster came out and helped Andrews <laughs> Flash Morgan had a wee bit of notoriety in WWE but he's a big name in the UK seem so he is not my favourite that, that mod Mod um biker Austin Powers gimmick. Ooh.
1: Ah the man needs to get a haircut, I know that much anyway. Um but he was obviously some people will be aware of him because he was in the NXT um the UK tournament a few uh-huh. expect a few a few months back, sorry. So some people would be maybe not all that aware of him, but they if they watched that tournament you would have seen him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a case of maybe now is the idea that we're now going to, are we going to see the Coffee Brothers as a tag team as opposed to singles, and are we now going to see Mark Andrews and <clears throat> um, Flash Morgan as a tag team as well going forward? Um, and obviously the next segment led to Mustache Mountain appearing and cutting a promo, and like I say, we have Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunn. And obviously, I known that all in the first episode. Like it, for me, it shows that they are taking it serious, and it shows that Mustache Mountain are going to be featured heavily, and will be on it just about every single week or every other week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so for me, that kick when, when you look at it, that and, and you see them coming out in the way they spoke, and the promo that cut it kind of gives you that hope that they are going to take it serious.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The WWE that is not so much the wrestlers; it's like we are going to be treated to. Another brand of WWE, um, but like I say that promo was good. Um, and like I said, I'm excited to see <clears throat> see these guys every single week. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that if they are going to be on every week or every other week, that we still get to see them in NXT over at Full Sail, like often enough as well. I'm hoping that doesn't take away um, take them away from that scene altogether as well. See along with Pete done as well.
0: I- Certainly hope so because when Mustache Mountain came out, they came out to a big, big ovation. Yep. Um, some of the guys that you will see, even you and I, will need a sort of history lesson on who some of these folk are, either whether it's an introduction or a refresher. But after the summer, the summer and fall, autumn that Mustache Mountain had, they're a huge deal in the UK. They've been all over the country, the, the countries. Uh, to be, it actually took a while for the chance to die down for Trent Seven to start cutting the promo about making history uh, a big deal for UK wrestling and all that jazz. UK yep. whoop whoop chants all over the place. Um, yep. If any if any of our American listeners like that football or soccer style chants where it's kind of reminiscent of ho- football hooligan chants <laughs> <laughs> um, with UK wrestling, then I would say you're in for a treat. But the gist of what they were saying is tag team wrestling is going to be treated with respect and importance in the UK brand so at some point in the future as you've just said there we'll get a tag team titles at some point I don't know when those tapings will air but they do have plans and we've got the Coffees, we've got Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews and Mustache Mountain so already there are three tag teams there Um, maybe they'll just go down the route of a tournament at some point Two Limits really the only way you can introduce new titles, would you agree?
1: Yeah, but in, it almost sounded like, obviously that's not the way it was meant to come across, it almost sounded like Mustache Mountain were guaranteed a title shot, it was just the way that seven ended, it was like, we want some serious competition, it was like, Obviously, he's talking about because they know they are like the best in that division at the moment and how how great they've been, you know, a sort of six months or so. Um But yeah, like I says, um, tag team for the most part, like like for a long for a long time now, NXT have taken the tag division very very seriously. Uh-huh. So um obviously, in the main roster it kind of it goes up and down, peaks and troughs when it comes to the tag team t- uh, tag division. But like I said, I think like I said, we're having Mustache Mountain there and them coming out and cutting that kind of promo clearly suggests that everything that they do with NXT UK, they're going to be doing it um, giving it 100% and going wholehearted into it and it can only be good. And on a side note, um, just to let Kyle know, um, Tyler Bates' legs were looking mighty impressive tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Bates, Came out with quite a funny wee line where Trent Seven was talking about Tyler Bate being the youngest UK champ, and Tyler Bates said, "You you'll end up being the oldest," and that got a wee <laughs> chuckle from the crowd. So that was good. And in between that, there was a one of those hype. Now the, the words that I struggle with more than anything in the English language, vignettes. Did that sound okay? Hype vignette. Let's call it a hype video. Okay. Uh, with. Presumably a single star, Eddie Dennis. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot about him to be honest, but the the hype package showed that he went through the ranks with the likes of Andrews and Pete Dunn. Um, he said he's got a lot of stories, and then he sort of just gazed down, he- shoe gazing mode. So it was quite ambiguous and quite ominous. Maybe we'll get one or two more vignettes. I said that properly again. I'm on fire tonight. They should do a vignette
1: about how good that is. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations! You've mastered the English language.
0: I took took I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Art- where's articulate Laurie when we need him? <laughs> uh, but maybe we'll get one or two more vignettes about him and seeing what his deal is. Um, so after that, after the sort of tag team division advertisement promo segment, uh, we've got another wee small vignette from Dave Mastiff. Ali, I don't know if you know much about Dave Mastiff before this, but see when there was that World of Sport New Year's Eve special at the end of 2016, Mm -hmm. he was in this sort of one night feud with Grado, it was like a a weird medieval king gimmick that he had going on and it was quite corny to be honest with you, it was quite hard to get into him, but when they had the the download festival tournament this year and... uh, they, um, the um, his match the
1: UK too. Aye, uh, the
0: match with Joe Coffee at the Royal Albert Hall. I'd really like mm-hmm. Dave Master. He's got yep. a, a right menace to him. Uh, he's a big fat beast of a guy,
1: who's um, also quite agile.
0: He's very agile. So
1: I've almost kind of reminds you of Kevin Owens in a sense that, like, how is a guy of that size has the ability to kind of do these kind of high flying moves in a sense as well. I mm-hmm. um, says, I. I remember watching him in the UK tournament and I was quite impressed at that point with him. Um, and and the idea of the whole match they had tonight really was just to kind of build him up um, to make him look like like he was going to be a legitimate threat, to make him look like he's a big deal. Um, I said he's a big bruiser with good good agility. It was just a showcase event for him, really. Oh, aye. um That
0: was the squash match, quite literally. Yep. Um, yep.
1: So- um, it was, like I said, that that squash match... A vignette, etc. had a purpose and the purpose was to kind of to make him look like a huge threat to anybody in the division and someone who they could potentially push very hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, we, we like him, as is evident tonight, even though he looks like a guy that Ricky and I used to work with, who's a bit of a dick. Do, do you know who- <laughs> <laughs> i not let totally
1: forgotten go he's
0: a spitting image, isn't he?
1: Spitting image. Spitting image of him. Oh jeez, I'm not gonna get that in my head and I'm gonna hate him now for that. Um oh, that big dick.
0: So <laughs> where were we? Aye, so we like him despite his resemblance to a douchebag from our old work. Um <laughs> his finishing move is what can only be described as a leaping cannonball. That that's for someone who's spilled as three twenty pounds. That's quite a finishing move it looks really impressive see in all honesty there's only been one episode, but see, someone like him having the title round his waist i I think that's a good move mm.
1: yes? yep
2: uh-huh
1: i don't i don't I don't think we'll see it i don't I don't want to see it anytime soon uh, but I think it will happen at some point um like I, say, like I say, For me, the whole thing with him was just, we just want to showcase what kind of, what such a bruiser he is. Um, and to be honest, I think it's someone we're actually going to grow to like even more, the more we get to see him every week, or every other week.
0: Because uh-huh. the crowds, the Cambridge crowd knew who he was, because when his music hit, there was that foreboding going on. Yep. That, oh shit, here we go. Uh, it was snap deadlift suplexes, snap German suplexes. Uh, drop kicks. I've, I'm already Im- invested in big Dave Mastiff. To be honest with yeah. you. Yep. So next up was a women's match. Nina Samuels. I've not don't know much about her, but she was facing off against Tony Storm. Storm is from Australia, as we all know. But she's went out. She's came out <coughs> to say that NXT UK is her home. Fans of all the fringe shows that WWE do will know who she is. She's doing really good for herself in the Mae Young Classic this year and last year. Um, Samuels, I would say she still gave a good account of herself, took it to stone well. But it's good stuff, decent match. Uh, I'm not sure of who exactly is the rest of the women that are in that division. I know a couple of spoilers here and there, but what were your thoughts on this match?
1: Uh, it was, like I said, so in terms of... May Young classic of this year. As I said last week, I don't know much, or I really don't. let like says. So I don't even know <clears throat> if she's made out the first round. I don't know where she is because like I said my whole plan is to watch it all next week, lead not to. Um, um. Oh God, Evolution next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Although I will say that I my plan was. To watch uh, me, all the me young next week, but I know Tony Storms in the final.
0: Well, so do our listeners now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so I had it ruined for me, so I'm ruining it for you. Oh boy, um, which is kind. And to be fair to the person that done it, they genuinely didn't realise, and they were genuinely sorry for it. Um, so, but yeah, like I said, it was, it was, it was a decent little match. Um, I'm really hoping and I'm not going to get my hopes up that we get to see Piper Niven
0: I don't see it happening
1: I don't see it happening either but I would love to see that Um, I would also love to see Session Moth
0: oh yes
1: most definitely Um, but like I say Piper Niven would be like that would be huge because everybody in the UK knows who she is um and she's she, she's also really really good, and like I said, someone of her size as well. She's unbelievably impressive in a ring. Uh-huh. See, um,
0: it's quite disappointing because Viper, Piper Niven. I don't know what the actual contract situation is because the people who are on this world of sport they have nothing to do with ICW. Um, ICW. The UK NXT, so it's as if they've been signing each other up and snapping them up. I'm not sure why she didn't want to go back to the even the May even the May Young Classic. It would have been good to see Piper living again. Um, and another missed opportunity for me is actually Viper's opponent at Fear and Loathing in December, Kelly Ray. That's going to be a Queen of Insanity match so that's like ICW's Super Duper Death Match. So it will be quite good to see that, what they can do with that gimmick. But as you say, quite gutted that Viper's not involved. Definitely.
1: Well, I mean, like we say, it's only been one episode. She may appear. Um, she might. And obviously, we've we not got the is on not the NXT UK Women's match on Evolution next week. Uh,
0: I'm not sure.
1: I may I've made that up. Then I thought that was going to happen next week. <laughs> I made that up.
0: There might be a match on, but I don't think it's the tournament final. But, what was it? I, I'm not sure. See, because they've taped so much of this UK stuff, I'm not sure how they're going to fit in with Evolution, if mm-hmm. at all. Um, maybe we'll see quite a few of them in the, the Women's Battle Royal that they're going to have. You still with us? Are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty certain. This is the NXT UK match probably, next week. Probably so probably whether, not. It says whether it's a title match or it's a tournament um,
0: I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's a defence. Hmm. What I like about Tony Storm is she's been on the Indies for a long time. She's up there with Piper, eh, Piper, Viper. She's very polished in the ring because you see a lot of the ones who aren't sort of quote-unquote main roster ready and they're still a wee bit fresh, sort of raw, but Tony Storm's very polished and She's also got a a great snap suplex and she's got a sort of an air raid air raid siren shoulder breaker as her finishing move, Storm Zero.
1: Yeah, that's kind of impressive actually.
0: I'm pretty sure someone does that in New Japan. Maybe Okada actually. See,
1: the thing is, she's only like very early 20s as well. Mm -hmm. But does it bother you that is she Australian or is she from New Zealand? Australian. So, does it bother you that she's in the NXT UK?
0: Not so much that. Or would
1: you rather it was just all UK only?
0: Um, I don't know, because look at the folk who won the European Championship back in the day. You've had Rusev as the United States Champion... All this is always interchangeable, so it doesn't bother me too much. She has made a name for herself in UK. She's very prevalent in the UK scene. I'm just more annoyed that the likes of Viper and Kayleigh Ray aren't in NXT rather than mm-hmm. having Tony Storm in instead. If that makes sense, I'm fine with Tony Storm. I'm not as I'm not as. Up on her as other people are, but I still really enjoy her. I like her work.
1: And I suppose the thing with Tony Storm is I think she's been over here for, for like I think she was mid teens maybe. Um mid to late teens anyway, so she's been over here for a good few years. And I said I'm not entirely sure like how long it is again. Um not how long she's actually lived over here, but I guess that if anyone does have an issue with that, it's not like They've just plucked someone out of thin air, or someone else. At least she actually lives and resides in the UK, um, and has done for a number of years. I um, mm. said I don't think it bothers me that much, if I'm honest with you, either. Because um, th- what you just gave the example as, you know, we had people, when we had a European title, we had non-European guys winning it. For kind of just a few weeks back, we had Ricochet in a UK title match. So yep. you know, we can't really be no. too annoyed about, it, if I'm honest.
0: Dunn's faced off against Adam Cole.
1: um, For the North American title, so... And vice
0: versa. Uh, And Drew... Drew. So did
1: Wolfgang as well, didn't it
0: Yeah, that was a pants match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say? Aye, Gargano as well, as Roderick Strong, they've challenged for the UK title, so it happens. And if we're going to be technical about it, Jordan Devlin's been in this tournament... He's not from Northern Ireland, he's from...
1: (laughs) Yep, south of that border.
0: He lives next door to Finn Balor, so... (laughs) (laughs) um, It it doesn't bother me too much, to be honest. No. Because there's uh, Travis Banks as well, he's a New Zealander, a Kiwi. Again, a big deal in progress. I'll need to get into this progress because it's got a lot of big names in it. But... and like
1: like we said earlier on the show a lot of big names have been in it as well but everybody knows who Martin Scurrell is and everyone knows who Osprey is Pete Dunne so they were all involved in progress
0: Jimmy Havoc's making a name for himself in the Indies just now
1: yep he's He's going to say something but I'll just leave it
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, right so main event time this is a, a Scotland versus England affair Pete Dunne versus Noam Dar
1: yep and on this occasion I was going for England, fuck Noam Dar well
0: so was I I was rooting for England, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud and for our English well, listeners I apologise but it's Scotland versus England, you can understand uh, our um, yep
1: our
0: angst oh, about bias,
1: exactly, we're, oh. we're, we're patriotic people are <laughs> <laughs> <a> we fuck <laughs> 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 no um I just I was so I was just writing notes down as the match was going on. Um but like both guys even at the start of the match with the announcements and making an entrance, both guys were just super over.
0: Oh um, big time.
1: Pete Dunn taking his jacket off and just as the match starts and throws it at Norndar as well. Um It was it was really hard hitting as you'd come to expect from just about most of Pete Dunn's matches um there was that moment where Pete Dunne kind of crawled out of the ring, underneath underneath the ring rope. It was almost like, from a couple of attacks from Noam Dar, it was almost like he was showing a little bit of vulnerability, which he was backing away. But then was it Noam Dar had the was it the release fisherman suplex on the edge of the oh. on the ring. That was unbelievable. last five minutes of the match it was just kind of... It was really frenetic, a, a, a real high pace. I, I thought Pete Dunne was about to tap out when... No. Noam Dar had him in that
0: ankle walk, well, knee, knee bark, something. Ah, uh, see that, um, see if something like that, you could not avoid a spoiler if that had happened, if Dunn had lost a UK title. But you know you're watching a good match when, a match that's already been recorded weeks ago now, there's a moment you're thinking, shit, Dunn's about to lose that right now. Like, he was millimetres away from Tapping. Yep. That was excellent. So the fact that there's a drama there of something that you realistically know the outcome of, it was excellent. As you say, the last five, ten minutes were just frenetic as fuck. It was excellent.
1: <laughs> and like you said, here's the thing. like Maybe if Pete Dunne did lose the title, it would have been all over wrestling Twitter. <clears throat> but I managed to somehow avoid the spoilers from... Tommaso Ciampa and Alistair Black
0: mm-hmm.
1: so for me going into it like Pete Dunne could have dropped his title and I don't know anything about it and I've just been just by by hook and by crook just by absolute luck I would have avoided the spoilers just like I did with uh, Champa and Black I just never came across a single spoiler um, even though I'm sure it would have been all over Twitter I didn't go looking for it either um, Pete Dunne's finisher the bitter end that's I really like that as well uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, um, like I say, Pete Dunne's probably going to be kind of the face, he's going to be constantly front and centre of this entire UK division. And that's excellent because Pete Dunne, as a wrestler, is unbelievable. He's, he's really, really over with the crowd. He's a star. He really is, he's an absolute superstar, and we actually get to see him like every week or every other week now as well, and being heavily featured. Mm hmm. The match itself was a real good match. As soon as it finished, you know, because um, I was in the middle of texting, messaging, rants, and I was like, "Look, oh, you, need, you need to watch that match because was a pretty good match. It was a good. It was a, it was a good fifteen minutes it went on for, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. it was it? Was top notch. It started off a wee bit of tomfoolery where Dars they've got this pinky party thing. Mm-hmm. But then the pinky became the focus of done trying to snap the snap the fingers and stuff like that. So yep. it played into it. Two two takeaways for me from the match. I know that um, previously Jeremy Donovan, from keeping it strong style, he's not been too impressed with Dar. That match tonight, it wasn't Dunn's best match that I've seen, but it was probably Dar's best match. Uh,
1: Would you agree? And I know, I know, that for a long time that you weren't too enamoured with Dur. like I, don't, I wouldn't say you didn't like him or anything but I remember when he first debuted and he was there you were just you. I think I remember talking to you and I think your actual quote was he's not even one of the better ones on the show I mm. think at the Cruiserweight uh, Classic Right Um, Yeah I, I, I enjoyed the match um, it's obviously not the last Pete the match I watched it was a couple of weeks ago when it was against Ricochet and obviously it's, you can't compare it it's just not the same well, level but for closing the show in his in the first NXT UK tape, it was for me it was it was a kind of sort it was a solid solid match. Definitely. Um, but we missed before in between the women's match and Pete Dunne and now they announced Tyler Bate versus Wolfgang.
0: I, I missed that entirely.
1: Uh, well, for anyone obviously, we says if we don't know Wolfgang, he's, well, he's been an icy dub. He faced Adam Cole for. Um, what was it, was it back in June or July?
0: Yeah.
1: He's also been on a challenge, he faced Pete Dunne in NXT as well. Um So, and he obviously had that little run-in as well. <coughs> we had that run-in with um, Undisputed there on NXT. So he's kind of quite well-known as well. I think a lot of American fans would have seen him at some point. And obviously we all know about Tyler Bate, so they announced that match for next week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's... I would say already there's still there's a decent amount of name power involved. I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna take long for international audiences to warm to them, warm to the characters. Because some Definitely. of them they're already familiar with anyway.
1: Definitely. And like I said, for first for an opening episode like I've already seen a couple of people on Twitter saying like it didn't really stand out from two oh five or NXT or anything, but was it ever was it ever going to? It's like ah. it still falls under the NXT umbrella, so it was always going to still kind of come across the way NXT does. And it to me, it was. It, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a pretty good opening opening show. Um, we managed to get what we got four matches in there. We got a couple of vignettes as well. I thought it was. I thought it was a real good, a okay. real good, solid start.
0: I, I wasn't looking for it to stand out from anything from the rest of them. It's just it's got the NXt name on it it's got some of those guys that have made an impact on NXt the, the tournaments for us icW mm-hmm. so it's just a case of seeing all these fresh faces new characters new tournaments new titles um suits our time zone it's got a lot yeah. going for it for me personally
1: and like I said it's it's a show it's target audience is clearly an undeniably us mm-hmm as it, it it's not it's not built for anybody else. Well it kind of is, obviously all reasons for everyone. But like I say, the target audience is us over here. Um so fuck, and for anyone fuck outside <laughs> 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 for anyone sort of bitching and complaining about it, like you're you you're getting to see people that you a may not have seen before and B you've seen very rarely. Because I can't imagine too many of our American friends to have seen much of say Dave Mastiff.
0: True.
1: I'm not entirely sure how 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 much they may know about someone like Tony Storm, I'm assuming they probably know a bit about her. Why?
0: Um
1: the Coffee Brothers as well. You know, like so and next week you'll be you'll be Wolfgang. Who who knows who else? There might be other guys that we, we're familiar with, but people outside the UK are not, and you get in when people talk about UK scene, well you're gonna get a little glimpse of what we're always talking about and what people are always referring to. Mm-hmm. But you get to see it every single week. So why you would want it to look any different from <clears throat> why you thought it would look any different from like NXT or whatever, like it's just another extension of NXT. Uh-huh. You know, if it was going to be something completely different, they, would have, they might have given it a different name or a different kind of feel to it. Um, like I say, if it's something comes across as kind of the exact same as NXT, how on earth is that a bad thing? Because mm-hmm. ah, NXT is so great.
0: No issues with it at all. I've uh, got a couple of questions for you to wrap up this Insta review, as I'm calling but,
1: it. Just before we got any questions, well, I will say, right, for me, when that finished... Obviously, we were going to start doing a podcast. When it finished, I immediately started going, like, I am really looking forward to next week now."
0: Well, that was going to be one of the questions, right, okay. but I'll keep that. I'll keep that for a minute. Oh, where have I put it? See, Pete done right. Pete done. He's come under a not him specifically, but there's been a bit of criticism levied his way because he's recently passed the 500 days as a champion now, Uh, and uh, you and I were pretty vocal about Brock's reign being so long and not really defending it that often. Do you think Dunn has had a good run as a UK champ? Is it different from uh, Lesnar?
1: Um, The very first thing, right? It's different from Lesnar's, right? Because the match quality has been better. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people, and that says, you'll never ever hear me saying a negative word about the New Japan product because I don't watch it often enough to have a a serious opinion. But a lot of people were saying, what's the difference between Okada's reign and Lesnar's reign? In the face of it, I could sit here and be like, absolutely nothing. Okada defended it X amount of times and X amount of days and Lesnar done this and blah, blah, blah. But people who watch, probably both of it will turn around and tell you Okada's uh, title matches with far superior to Brox, and on top of that, he would still see him, like, every other week, or every week wrestling. So, when it comes to this, for me, the match quality's been better, and being just, probably more importantly, one title is, like, meant to be, the most prestigious, prestigious title, in professional wrestling, and the other ones, it was a title, that was just created, like, what, a few years back? Uh Two, two, three, two, two and a bit years ago, maybe. Um, So I don't understand how people can sit and compare the both of them when, I say, one of them is supposed to be like the main title for the biggest company in professional wrestling. I, like, what some people would say, like, that's like the most prestigious title. Not maybe not prestigious, but that's the number one title in professional wrestling. And if you go by the analogy that it's the WWE, the biggest company, and therefore if you hold that title, it's seen as, like, the biggest title in wrestling, I'm not saying it is or anything like that, I'm not trying to say, like, the IWGP doesn't have a claim to be um, or anything like that, but, like, if you go by that analogy, then that's what it is, but, so, for me, I don't think you can compare the both, and, like it says, it's not even, like, Pete Dunne. Was always on NXT. It's not like Pete Dunne was a, had a contract with the WWE. It's not like Pete Dunne had a division to continually compete in. He was given a title that was just created, and he would defend it now and then. But it's not like he, like I say, it's not like he was under the WWE or NXT umbrella anyway.
0: That's true. That's fair enough. So I just wanted your I, opinion on that. No,
1: nah, I don't. I can understand why someone might say that, but on the face of it, then fine. Sure, but you, you can't just come to a conclusion just based on the face of things, you've actually got to delve into things and, and, and look at it properly and go into the details Yep,
0: yeah. okay I, I feel the same so I've not got much to add there um, Other question was, things to take away from this debut episode as, as early days apart from the ones that we know like Mustache Mountain and Dunn, well he's kind of part of the Mustache Mountain, he's the British Strong Style faction any stars from the first episode? Do you think, so going forward, we saw any superstars tonight?
1: Superstars are a bit of a, a stretch at the moment. Um, Dave Mastiff, like we say, was presented in a way that, that clearly suggested that they thought a lot of him.
0: Mm-hmm. I would agree.
1: Tony Storm, as well, with her involvement in the Me Young, and now in NXT UK, She clearly they they think highly of her. Um, yeah. So and then let's say next week we're going to get to see Tyler Bate wrestle. I mean, first kind of the first two weeks of the NXT UK program we we saw we saw Pete Dunn and then we're going to get to see Tyler Bate in consecutive weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's quite exciting. I would say it really is. It really really
0: is. I would say actually that. Most of the people that were featured tonight did come across as not as you say, stars, quite a strong word, but a key player in the the brand. Um, I don't know so much about Sid Scala, who was the poor, unfortunate soul that was standing opposite Dave Mastiff. I mean, Mastiff threw Scala about like a a wet wank sock, to be honest with you. And uh, Nina, Nina, <laughs> you can tell that there's no no mothers-in-laws, mothers-in-law in the adjacent room this week, can't you guys? Because I can swear whenever I want. Fuck bum dicks.
1: Yep,
0: because you were a little bitch last week. I didn't want to <laughs> swear. Kept it PG. Uh Well, this week's it's rated R for really sweary show. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, <coughs> Nina Samuels, although she wasn't, she was booked relatively strongly, she gave it as good as she got, but I think um, it was done well. I wonder who's in charge of the booking and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much. If it is trips. Uh, that's what I was going to say, I wonder just how hands on he is with us.
0: Because it'll be a taping, so he probably comes over for them.
1: Yep. Yep because um, he was here at the weekend. It he was here at the weekend. So, uh oh, like say for me. And, and you say we were gonna you were gonna ask me, but like I say when it, when it concluded, I was I was ready for the next episode. Aye,
0: that's what I was going to ask. Was, are you looking forward to next week? Basically.
1: Yep, most definitely. And and <clears throat> if someone if. People outside the UK are not. I kind of, I could kind of understand that. I think the excitement for me is the fact that we get to watch wrestling at a, a decent time, and like I say, it's a lot of guys that guys and guys and women that we know that are being exposed and are on the WWE Network now, and, pe- and people outside the UK will actually get to see them. And I think another good thing is is you, you kind of have that hope that builds up a little bit more that we might actually get a pay per view over here. Um. That says, man. If they get, even if they, I would love it if they started doing NXT UK takeovers, I think I think they would be such a hit. Oh,
0: that's one of the takeaways that I had from this week. Was see because it's got that WWE name attached to it, or even more so the NXT name. The crowd are going to be hot most, if not all of the time because the crowd for Cambridge the night tonight were okay at the start, but when Trent Seven and Tyler Bate came down, the place was rocking. Tony Storm came out, the place was rocking, Pete Dunn and Noam Dar had dueling chants. That's just one city. They're going to Plymouth, I think it was Birmingham, in between there. It's going to be hot all the time, so even if it's one of those ones where the product itself isn't top-notch, the crowd will bring you into it. Which is why, by the way, I think it's important that like crowd's reaction helps mould a show. So no more f- shit chance, guys.
1: Yep, I I agree with that completely. I really do, because um, like I said, the wrestling itself was fine. But like you said, you can you can go through a kind of bang average wrestling match, but see if the crowd pull you into it, the live crowd pull you into it. It makes a it, it helps so much, and it can work the opposite way as well. If you're watching some match that you're enjoying, but the crowd are shitting on it, you kind of by nature are kind of. I can't really get into this match now. I can't even focus yeah. on what's going on in the ring because of the amount of nonsense that's oh. going on in the crowd. Um, it is. but it like says overall, every single week you are going to see that kind of hot, hot crowd and it's a different it's different from this full sale crowds as well.
0: It's gonna it reminded me what you were just saying there reminded me of the Invasion pay per view but it was Nick Patrick versus Earl Hebner. You could easily say that is the worst match of professional wrestling there has ever been, but the crowd were fucking pumped for that and it was a very entertaining 5-10 ten, ten minutes or so <laughs> like it
1: says tonight like it says for tonight it was crowd were into it and we got a couple of, couple of real good matches <clears> like <throat> it says overall do you know, I thought it was a real good show uh,
0: for anyone who's not watched it yet I can safely say that all the matches tonight were better than the the WWF versus WCW referee match from Invasion <laughs> just in case you were a bit panicked
1: <laughs> yep we're building up for you folk it's fucking shite.
0: <laughs> uh, anything else you want to touch on, or will, will we go down the route of some SmackDown One Thousand ch- chat? Yeah, we'll
1: touch on Raw as well. A couple of things happened on Raw that we need to talk about. Um, no, like I said, just look forward to doing it next week now as well.
0: Yeah, will we? Will we try and cover it next week?
1: I my intention is to watch it, so if you, I can, I can take the lead on it every week.
0: Okay, well, I'm up for that. I'm just hoping that the fans, the fans, listen to me, fucking hell. <laughs> the listeners um, take on board that we might not be able to live up to our promises. Because breaking news, folks, I don't know. This is roughly around the time we're supposed to be doing the quarterly review of 205 Live, but I don't know when I'm going to fit it in at the moment. So it's postponed. I was hoping to get Sir Sam on. I don't think I'll get it done soon. Apologies to all involved, any 205 fans. But I'll get this cheeky plug out the way just now. You can find the top 10 cruiser rates of 205 lives, almost 100 episodes on lordsofpain.net. That's that plugged in. Um, but let's try and cover. I mean, we've got the evolution preview next week, so we don't have to spend a whole episode talking about the UK stuff. But we'll definitely touch on it. I'm happy to do so as it suits our recording time and whatnot. So, what did you enjoy from Raw this week? Just bullet points.
1: Um, what did I enjoy from Raw? <laughs> um, just trying to think back to it. You know, so I don't think it took place on Raw. I think it got announced <coughs> on Twitter that they're doing a, a Women's Battle Royal at Evolution. Uh huh. I like that. I said here. I think I want to say it was a week when Ranch was on with us. I think it was not long after Evolution was announced, or or we were just talking about it one week. I'm all on board for that, partly because you know, like we all have that one type of match that we love, and you know, mine is like a a battle royal slash Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, over the top rope elimination number.
1: Yes, and I can understand. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Someone like Asuka, she could, she should, have a storyline leading into this, and she should be treated like a bigger star than she actually has been. <coughs> um, just pushing all that to aside. Like, see, at the end of the day, you can't expect them to have every single woman on the, on the card having like singles matches like that's just crazy or having multi-women matches like that's you look at like 13 14 15 matches alone um so you put them in a battle royal i don't mind it because i say it's my favorite but the best thing about that is the winner of the battle royal actually gets a title shot
0: right
1: and i'm hoping that nxt women are in that as well because i would i think that would be such a great wrinkle and that would be awesome to see because that's my problem with the the two battle royals that they have at the Wrestlemania that after a couple of weeks who gives a fuck like no one remembers shit no one cares like there's no real incentive to win it but now they've got an incentive to win this and you get you get a title shot because um, like I said you could potentially have someone say someone like Asuka winning it and then suddenly we go from Becky Lynch to Charlotte to then going from say Char- uh, Becky Lynch to Asuka um, um. Or, you know, it could, an NXT woman could win it and therefore we get, I would probably say Kyrie Sani because I expect her to beat Shayna next week, moving yes. on to someone else. Um, you... So like I said, the fact that they've given it an actual incentive to win the match if, if, is what makes me happy about it.
0: Well, how about some fantasy booking for you then? What if Shayna Baszler loses the NXT title? In one of the first matches of the card, but she's in the the Battle Royal and she wins. And she comes up to Raw and challenges Rousey. Well, you've got Survivor Series, so they'll probably do a Rousey versus either Becky or Charlotte. (coughs) And they're not going to pull the trigger on Rousey and Charlotte at Survivor Series. So there's an early prediction for you folks. Becky will retain at Evolution.
1: Yeah, I think Becky retains as well, but we'll talk about it next week. Um, I don't think you're going to do Shane or Rousey straight out of the gate. No way. Because you could build that and make it. That's like next year's SummerSlam match, right? Um, providing you get Shane up soon enough and you build it up that way. But because that, that's just that's a, that's a, that story is worthy of like a WrestleMania Royal Rumble, like one of the big four. I would say so is um, fucking awesome She's and like I said you've got you've got the whole background of those two being in the f- MMA four horsewomen etc etc yeah like I wouldn't rush that if I'm honest with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really really wouldn't um, like I said you've got people like Bianca or Lacey maybe from NXT um, like I said you've got the added potential maybe if Shayna appears if she loses it appearing in the Battle Royal as well I think I need to find i uh, find the announcement, cause it looks like it was just all Smackdown women who was announced um, in the Battle Royal.
0: I'm not too sure about the announcement, if I'm honest.
1: I'll find it if you want to.
0: Well, well you're saying about it's, some people think that Asuka being in the Battle Royal is a bit of a step down. You could say it is, but she could end up winning the battle royal anyway. However, exactly. See, if we had Asuka at the top at the moment, then we wouldn't have Becky at the top. So, like, and, and a lot of fans are very happy with what's going on with Becky Lynch at the moment, even though she fucking insulted Adam Copeland on Smackdown which was a disgrace. I can
1: get over it. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like I said, we always talk about how we want X, Y, and Z to be. Uh, in a main event or being a champion but not everyone can be so and like you says, if we had Asuka there we might have not gotten this Becky Lynch mm-hmm. but
0: <clears throat> Are you chopping uh, up a body aunt. back there? Sorry? Are you chopping Sorry? up a body back there?
1: No I think someone's in the kitchen um, I can't find this damn tweet
0: Well in the meantime uh one of the things breakout things for me that happened in Raw was Drew McIntyre <coughs> seems to have cut severed ties with at least Braun Strowman. Not sure yet about Dolph Ziggler, but that was a good good week for Drew McIntyre.
1: Right, put it this, right? Drew McIntyre, and I'm not being biased here because he's Scottish and we're Scottish, right? Drew McIntyre is the fucking superstar of that trio.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, he is well, going to
1: put that big bitch Braun down he's going over, he'll slay that beast, that monster, Drew, is a future, uh, universal champ, Drew will win it, I think, at some point next year, potentially around about summer sometime, (laughs) Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre, is the fucking superstar, of that group, he really is in my mind,
2: Mm mm-hmm,
0: but we were not saying that, about, seven, eight years ago,
1: we were, but he's he's different. He's different.
0: I'll give you that. He is different now.
1: He's so different. He's so much better now as well. And he could be like um, your monster heel if you want him, but he could also come. He could also play that babyface role. I think he's much better heel just purely because his size and stuff. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, man, he's the fucking. He's the star of that group.
0: What I liked about it was a lot of the focus has been on the Shield for the last wee while, and I would say. The Shield versus Dogs of War thing's been going on just a bit too long now, but if, although the Shield had their sort of differences again this week, Dean's very insecure at the moment. It's going to be gutting to see whatever happens there. I was thinking that maybe it might may even be roaming at seal, but I don't know, maybe that was just a, a thought. Uh, but the focus was more on the Dogs of War when Raw closed, so it's quite interesting to see what's going to happen with Drew Mac and Dozig. Did you like that one, Dozig? No, brilliant.
1: Oh fuck you! <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I would mean, that Braun versus Drew feud could be real good as well. Mm-hmm. It'll be it could be really really good, but like I said, Drew McIntyre as the man. He he, really, for me, there's just no doubt about it. Braun, Braun's great. Like don't get me wrong, it sounds like I'm going, be, I'm, I'm being critical of Braun. Braun's great. I think Braun's excellent. But he ain't no fucking, he got nothing on, on Drew McIntyre.
0: Oof, big, big claims there.
1: But I think, like I said, I think Drew is just fucking sensational.
0: Even that accent?
1: That the, the accent doesn't bother me. The thing is, I think it's like, at least like Braun's voice just isn't even scary. Right, so here we go, fight so am someone back. You
0: found it finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> no.
1: Nope, WWE tweets some amount of shit. Right. So here we go. The field so far. Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, oh Ember Moon, that's a raw one. Um oh Tamina was there as well, So, so here we go. And Naya did. Uh, Alicia Fox, Naya, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi. And Tory Wilson. So that's what is that
0: one two, is that twelve four? Oh, Tory
1: Wilson. So that's fourteen. I'd maybe imagine a couple more to be added to that.
0: Probably. Because like, there's two.
1: obviously no Bailey, no Sasha, unless no Natalia. So unless they're going to have like a a match with um. Riot Squad yes <sighs> kind of hoping they don't to be honest but yeah we've got those 14 and like I we could potentially be looking at some NXT women as well
0: are you not a fan of Riot
1: Squad well, I mean I just like Sasha and Bailey been there as well though you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm quite eager to see Sasha or Bailey or someone like that taking on Ronda Rousey let's say I can wait maybe if that's let's say <clears throat> for Royal Rumble time, maybe. Um,
0: yeah, I would... I know the story makes sense, but I would rather it was anyone but the Bellas that was facing off with Rousey.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of Nikki Bella, but I ain't going to sit here and turn around and be like, she's absolute terrible in the ring. Like, she's not good. and I'm not singing her praise or anything like that, but at least unlike her sister, she actually, like, what I don't want to say she worked harder or anything like that but she actually got better in the ring. Now, I'm not saying that she she went from basically being absolutely terrible to just being bang average or whatever, but she still improved and she still actually put on some decent matching. Like I said, she actually did get better, so I, like I said last week I'd take my hat off to her in that sense. I just I just not a fan. It's you know not,
0: it's not even it's not even the quality of her wrestling. It's think um Rhonda Rousey actually spoke some truth when she said that they just leached off their their husband's moves and plagiarised and devalued. can't remember the exact words she used, but... Right,
1: I'll take offence to that.
0: Hold on a wee minute. Go ahead. The Bella thing, as I say, it's not about how good she is as a wrestler. She had a match at WrestleMania last year which had maybe a month or so feud, which Miz and Maurice carried every single week in SmackDown while the other two were hardly there. And Miz and Maurice get buried like fuck just so Bella could be proposed to for a stupid program, a whole a whole feud that took up a lot of the airtime in SmackDown just to feed her ego. The goal the goal of Nikki Bella and John Cena. <clears throat>
1: Here's the thing, right? <clears throat> First of all, WWE clearly overestimates just how popular Bellas are, right? But. Brie Bella is the one that does all the fucking yes chants and the yes kicks and this and this and that. Nikki Bella, I don't, from what I've remembered and what I've seen, I don't... What is it that she stole from Cena?
0: Uh, the She stole from Cena the ability to bury half the roster.
1: Right, but I think we also need to remember... You, that same, a good I'm, point, not going, I'm not trying to sing a praise to it I know it was, they were around at the same time as AJ Lee, but... Nikki Bella still put like I said, she, she still played a part, as much as we don't want to admit it and we don't like it, she still played a part in the whole the Diva thing and I'm not gonna say she was main part of the revolution or nothing like that, but when when the competition wasn't as great, she still like I say, she still put on some decent matches. Um
0: The matches with Charlotte were good.
1: I'm not actually. I'm not a fan, but at the same time, I'm not the kind of person who's going to shit on somebody or something that I, just because I don't like them. And I like, I'm actually, I actually have actually, I actually have the ability to to speak the truth and tell you what I see, but I don't need to like the person, you know. So for me, like a lot of the things, it just comes down to like the whole eyeball test. What I saw from years ago from Nikki Bella to what I saw like say two or three years ago, she was clearly better. She clearly got better. You can't deny that. And I'm not saying she improved leaps and bounds, but she got she did get better. Um I said, I'm not a fan of the match at Evolution. I'm really not.
0: There will be shenanigans I, of I,
1: plenty. I, I kind of I wasn't even a fan of what we made what we had Ronda Rousey say about Nikki Bella, if I'm honest. I um,
0: didn't
1: really both, I, didn't care. I, I, know, I can understand some people not really care. Like, you could have gone a different route. And to be honest, Vince McMahon's probably sitting there saying, all right, well, people are turning around saying that Nikki Bella... Is in this position because she's been fucking John Cena or whatever. Oh well, Rhonda, just say that and we'll just have a joke laugh at the fans' expense. I could, I could honestly see Vince sitting there just saying, "Let's just troll them."
0: That was him um, lumb- lumbering up for his um, seven-second dance break. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fucking horrendous. We'll touch on Vince McMahon in a minute when we get to SmackDown. Oh ho oh, oh. ho! Um, I don't, I don't like Nikki Bella. I really don't. I don't want to see her in this, in this spot. I really don't.
0: Well, hopefully, she's gone but, after
1: this. this is, but it kind of comes back. She Maybe she will be gone. But at the same time, she's come back and you know what? Fine, she's been on roll every week. She's not one of these people who've been part time and just come back and appear now and then. She might have come back for a payday. She's probably come back to promote something or whatever. But at least she's been there every fucking week.
0: Okay fuck you and your logic okay I know but it's still this is still for I mean there's total bellas at the start of a new season by chance
1: oh don't get me wrong like, I can't I can't get on board with the match at all <laughs> like I'm only oh, I I will openly admit I've only admit I don't want to see the match but I'm excited to see it because I'm always excited to see what Ronda looks like from match to match that's where my excitement for that match comes from well, hopefully... And my excitement for Evolution is building and building because there's about five awesome matches on that card so far.
0: Mm-hmm. It's turning into quite the card, to be fair. It
1: really is. And people can shit all over it if they want. But again, that's just people looking for negativity and not actually trying to look for the positive things. Because this card is... Like, it's not stacked, but it's getting that way. The only issue has been is a lot of things that's happened with Saudi Arabia thing in the Superstar Showdown as if they've just not promoted Evolution enough and that's a gripe a legitimate gripe I think they've just not promoted it enough but yeah, I imagine maybe the promotion might be going to overdrive now but yeah. like I said wise it's not been that great
0: it's not uh, what was I going to say Becky Lynch with her segment on t- Tuesday night there Smackdown 1000 this is probably the match that most people are looking forward to the most Evolution, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Hello. I'm just going to talk while Ricky's unavailable at the moment. We've got Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Charlotte had the... She came down during the Cutting Edge segment last week. Here comes Ricky again. I didn't... Whatever I said, I didn't mean it. That's alright. I was saying that... um, Charlotte and Becky is probably the one that most are looking forward to for Evolution. Um I don't know actually. Not for you.
1: Oh like I am really looking forward to it, but is it the match? I'm real I'm really looking forward to Sheena Baszler's match to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really am. Um the May Young class. Like I I can't really pick one. Like I think there's like I say there's those five matches that I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited about this. First ever WWE last woman standing match. First ever. You want me to tell you why it's a first ever?
0: No, it's okay. I'm just being a dick.
1: Oh, I'll explain it to some people who 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 don't want to admit that it isn't the first ever the first the NXT and WWE kayfabe wise they don't acknowledge whatever happened like kind of the first ever in NXT. It's so a on the main roster. No, I don't know if that's what it was presented as. But it, clearly, it's the first ever on the main roster. Well, we know it's not the first ever, and under the WWE umbrella, but on the main roster, it is. Well, technically. But I was—I ju- was just kind of trying to, just trying to get a reaction at you there, uh-huh. as I
0: normally do. I know, fucking. Uh, but it technically was. It was technically will be the first last women standing match because what NXT had between Nikki Cross and Asuka was a, a last crazy bastard standing match.
1: Oh, that was just chaotic. <laughs> The ending to that match is amazing as well. Aska <laughs> Aska got up like at nine and a half and stood there and then fell back down. I think, like I mean, just Nikki Cross, just an absolute maniac. She knows
0: what he, she knows. What they did? Did you know that?
1: Yeah, folks. Just so you know, like ninety nine percent of people from Glasgow are like Nikki Cross, just absolute nutters.
0: Uh huh. And <laughs> the general population don't have Drew McIntyre's accent certainly don't have fucking Roddy Piper's accent it's Nicky Cross and Noam Dar that's how, as you can hear at the moment that's how most of the central western Scotland folk speak
1: the way Noam Dar comes across on Twitter is the way we speak
0: aye, when he says Leo Rush is a dafty, pass it on
1: aye, he's a pure dafty (laughs) alright mate
0: alright mate, how's it going
1: aye, not bad mate, not bad
0: uh, thanks for um, completely ignoring the request to have you on the show, Noam Dan. That was very.
1: <laughs> that's why. That's why I was cheering for Pete Dunne. You fucking
0: white. Oh. <laughs> well, I won't be putting any at handles in our Twitter feed for this episode. <sighs> so you were wanting to? Were you wanting to go off on one about Vince?
1: Vince McMahon comes out right to a hero's fucking reception.
0: Oh, I know, I know. Don't start me on that.
1: No, no, no. Undertaker utters the words, crown jewel, and it gets booed. Mm-hmm. That's when you know people are not happy. Like, Taker could probably, if, she, like we say, if Taker could throw like a bag of kittens into the river, people would cheer, but the moment they say something like the crown jewel they get booed, that's when you know people are not happy and are pissed. But how the fuck are you going to boo that but yet cheer Vince McMahon?
0: I'm not here for the uh-huh, but it's Vincent, it's Mr. McMahon, the character. Oh, get the fuck! Because, it's
1: Undertaker, the character. You fucking idiots. No, as well. It's not that.
0: It's the, the they're happy to be smark, smarky when they're booing someone else, like Roman Reigns, when he's doing something or whatever. But Vincent Man comes out. Oh, let's cheer.
1: Ah, uh, exactly. You want to fucking make a point of not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia? Or how you feel about the whole Saudi Arabia? That was your moment to boo Vince or shit all over the Saudi Arabia thing. But what the fuck did you just do? You just got your dicks out and started having a wink. (laughs) Like, unfucking believable man. (laughs) Utter fucking nonsense. It really is. It really is.
0: Because they booed booed Roman Reigns the night after they beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Booed him for 10-15 minutes. Po- and then
1: Roman cut the promo of the year no he fucking did not yes he did
0: and then Vincent Man comes out and they all start cheering
1: and the- I know a lot of people are going to say oh no no well, they do kind of boo Vince I sure as hell didn't hear a fucking boo last night
0: how many is busy mate R-Truth dancing away
1: <sighs> that's what annoyed me that's I don't even R-Truth, R-truth is amazing love, I love that man <coughs> um, but it just it, it is mind-boggling how you're going to cheer Vince McMahon. This is, like, when you're so against the Saudi Arabia event, this is a man that's making the decision to go and got in bed with them. But you're not going to fucking boo the man when he comes out on TV. And it's not like he's on TV very often. He's like We could count on one hand the amount of times he's been on TV in the last what, two or three years. mm
0: mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And you're going to fucking cheer? Oh no, it's a character. Fuck off. KFabe doesn't fucking exist. You don't fucking pick and choose your moments when you want to boo someone, or you don't pick and choose what you have an issue with. You either have an issue with it, or you don't. Mm-hmm. You have an issue with Saudi Arabia. You fucking vent that shit and boo the man who's responsible for taking the company over.
0: Exactly. Ricky with the fire and, uh,
1: and I would I would delve further into the Saudi Arabia thing but I'm going to hold off for a couple of more weeks because I don't want to say something right now and regret it because I need I need to I, I've got things I want to say but I need to I need to fact check some of the things I want to say
0: mm-hmm. oh to be continued I'm looking forward to that
1: uh, I mean no just <sighs> just hold off
0: hold off we'll wait until the crown jewel. What I will say, though, what I
1: will say is I don't think they should go. I'll say that. I
0: I agree, because... I don't don't think they should go. It's, you've got, okay, there's the morals. Right, well, very quickly, just bullet point it. There's the moral argument, which could rage on for a long, long time. But there's the stock, uh, what are they called? Stockholders. Shareholders. Shareholders. There's uh, sponsors, Snickers and stuff like that and just general PR involved
1: Uh, and and I know a lot of people can be like do you know what and I I, I might be one of them I think I probably am one of them I'd be like do you know what just take the loss take the hit on the money because you send a bigger statement a bigger message to like loyal the foil fan base and other people around the world etc but the premise of any business is to make money just about just about any business, and I know people are going to say, "Well, you can't talk about the women's revolution and then go to a country that doesn't even give women like give women like the bare minimum of rights." I mean, WWE and Vince McMahon sure as hell aren't going to be the first business that lie. And well, in, well, in, 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 in it's twenty eighteen. We shouldn't be talking about women having the same rights as men. Like that should be a fucking given. We shouldn't it's 2018 we shouldn't be talking about how homosexuality and, and transsexual etc um, transgender etc and how that shouldn't be accepted it's like it's 2018 like we're living in a different world like allow people to make their own decision and let them do what they want to do like who the fuck are x y and z to turn around and tell someone they should be living this way
0: uh-huh well um, well, we'll go into more detail on that closer to the time
1: yeah, I mean, I'll. I, I, the first time, I will finish with this, the first time when I announced it, I turned around and said, remember, I tweeted out saying, remember that time Rome was built in a day? I'm not saying you should go to Saudi Arabia, but what I will say is this before we finish up. If you expect a country or a, a mass of people to suddenly change centuries of ways of thinking overnight, then you're either dumb, ignorant, or just expecting someone expecting too much. At the end of the day, like if it was that easy to get someone to change their mind about something, how much did you believe in it in the first place? Like you, you need to understand that this is it's been going on for decades, and it's not. I'm not saying I'm not trying to support or anything like that. What what the way people are treated over there is wrong, but when people have had this way of thinking for for decades and decades, it's difficult to get them to come out of that. Immediately, it's going to take time. In fact, it'll probably take for that older generation over there to, to ultimately to pass on before the younger generation come through, and that's where you might start to see the change. Mm-hmm. The change isn't going to take over; isn't going to happen overnight. It's going to take a long time. And let's like said what what happened with the journalist was just was fucking outrageous, mm-hmm. absolutely scandalous, but. That's all I'm going to say on it for now. Um, I
0: thought you were about to go off on one.
1: No, I'll save it because, like I say, I don't want to say something about a turn at the moment when I'm kind of hyped up a bit and say something that I shouldn't say and it turns out to be completely incorrect. So, like, a lot of people will... If you have offence to it, that's fine. It's, It's completely understandable. And I'm one of them. I don't think you should do it. But I think a lot of people... A lot of people who don't throw stones, what's he saying, don't throw stones at glass houses or something like that, for people who live in glass houses don't shouldn't throw stones or something. Something like that. <laughs> so, there's fucking issues within this country, within other countries, that we don't seem to, that we're not all that worked up about. I don't know, like, I've been to Saudi Arabia twice, granted it's more of a touristy part where I went, but I've still witnessed some of these things firsthand and I know what I'm talking about, I know what I've saw, unlike a lot of other people. and you, you read things where I've actually witnessed these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Obviously you were the best-dressed guy there as well, when you were there.
1: Well, we all wore those like the toga outfit, you know, So, but I mean, I was rocking that shit.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Uh, right, let's hold off before it, before it gets too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Smackdown 1000 was not as egregious or as sort of over-the-top and just shitterly nostalgic as Raw 25 was. Um, It was alright. We had a nice wee tag team title change, The Bar.
1: I cannot wait for The Bar versus The Usos. I know we got it last year. I remember saying last year. Survivor Series, but still...
0: I remember saying when we reviewed that that I'm looking forward to seeing those guys lock up again because there was mm-hmm. potential to familiarise with each other.
1: Yep. Yep. <clears throat> um Yeah man, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it was a good match. The bar are excellent. I I really had a lot of hesit um a lot of worry that they wouldn't ever put the titles on the bar again. Just because of what Seamus' neck issue. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they wouldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I'm delighted they got it. It's not going really to do nothing against a new day. I've solved a new day with it. I've solved a new day Usos. And I could watch a new day Usos every day, all day, every day. But I'm really excited to potentially get the bar versus Usos. Um, in terms of SmackDown not being too overly nostalgic, I, I was gutted that we didn't have like the big fist, the uh, TitanTron thing. I know, so was I. Um, like I said, I thought it would be more... Nostalgia-driven, like Raw 25 was, and I guess what kind of maybe argue that they, they they cared more about Raw 25 and they did about SmackDown one uh, SmackDown 1000, which kind of goes into that whole mentality we still see Raw as the A show, etc. Um, yeah, it was it was a decent show. I mean, Undertaker earning that is no money, like just man comes out and says a couple of words and walks away and gets gets a big payday <laughs> we'd all love that.
0: Can I say? And I can't believe I'm saying this. Undertaker has outstayed his welcome.
1: He's on like that. I think this is his legitimate. This is legitimately his retirement tour.
0: Oh no! It fucking happened at WrestleMania Thirty Three.
1: No, his retirement tour. I think this is it. I think this is it. Because there's a lot of rumours, and again, it's just rumours. I don't know where it came from that apparently he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame at rest, uh, next year and then the following night will be his last match ever but you know we were kind of led to believe his last match, last match ever was against Roman Reigns obviously it was never said but that's the kind of impression we were given so um,
0: Pete Dunne or uh, Dave Mastiff versus Undertaker at WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be absolutely hilarious if I put Roman Reigns in that match and Roman win again <laughs>
0: oh Jesus <laughs> yeah.
1: no I think this is it I think this is his last it's just this is his last this is his last tour um, but Ray Mysterio be back Ray looks he looked great when he was in New Japan he looked great when he was um, all in um, a couple of times we've seen him he was at Royal Rumble and he looked excellent so uh, like I say I'm I'm happy to see Ray back and like I say he's I know you're kind of an issue that older guys are part-time guys, but I am of the opinion that if they can still produce like solid matches, I'm happy to see part-time or older guys come back as long, as long as they're still able to produce matches.
0: If he's a regularly used talent, then that's fine.
1: Oh, he uh, will be because I think he's I think he's time like a full time. He's back deal. basically. So I'm excited for that. I don't know. Some people might not be, but. If that was a tease for Batista versus Triple H at WrestleMania, I can get on board for that. I, I I I I like Batista. I always have.
0: I do too. And what he said to Triple H was excellent. And there was a mm-hmm. moment I thought, oh, that was nice. Basically saying Triple H has never beaten me. And there yep. was that and awkward stare down. Great.
1: The best thing about it was Randy Orton in the background just sort of laughing and chuckling All away. Right.
0: But I have to stay Within my convictions and be against it because it's another part-time match. It's, there could there are many other worse options for a part-time showcase match at WrestleMania. I'll grant them that yeah. Triple H can still go in the ring. Batista isn't doesn't have two broken uh, two replaced hips and all that stuff. I would say if Batista came back, it would be that's a part-timer of the one of the later eras rather than the attitude era, so, I'm not dead against it, but I'd rather they didn't do
1: it. And the thing is, like, Batista wants to come back, and I think he kind of wants to come back, I don't know if he wants to have, like, I think he just wants to have one final run, where he might be there for about three, four, five, six months, but it'll be like, on a full-time basis. Um, And the unfortunate thing for him was the last time he came back, it was right in the middle of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's ascension to the top, and like, it was unfortunate like, people just didn't want Batista in that spot and, and it was unfortunate because I think for the most part I think a lot of people do like Batista but it was just real bad timing that it was that happened during that run of Daniel Bryan um, and the other thing is that I think we kind of just need to accept maybe that some people won't accept it but you kind of need to understand now that that's the format that I have at WrestleMania, that there's going to be that one kind of part-time guy match or kind of like a throwback-ish type match. And like you said, there could be a, a lot worse than Batista versus Triple H, because Triple H is still relatively solid enough in the ring.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Like he's not able to do what he could do like 10 years ago and can't go that level, but he's still solid enough in the ring where he can produce a solid match. And, and like I say, it's like, Batista's not washed, Batista's not he like just walking about with two replaced hips and whatnot, so like, it could it could have a making of a decent match. And like says, I says c- I can get on board with it because like you said, more than anything—not more than anything, but more than like, more than anything—both guys can go. But also, it's like you said, it's not like two 50, late fifty-year-olds or something doing it.
0: That's true. Um, anything else you want to add before we do a quiz? Anything that stood out from SmackDown <laughs> 1000?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: If I'm honest, no. That's fine. Will we do the quiz then?
1: Yeah, we can do.
0: Right at this moment, there is no one else in the living room next to me. So, do you want a live rendition of the quiz time? Yes, yes. Right, I'll do it quickly before they come in. <laughs> it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. <laughs> A special Smackdown themed quiz Fucking yeah
1: <laughs> Jeremy's going to pop for that so much
0: Aye It really is So as you guessed from the the live rendition of the theme It's a Smackdown quiz celebrating the, the thousand episodes
1: Right I mean people didn't, people didn't guess it You told us that's what it was going to be
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh I'm all about stating the obvious here On the Ricky and Clive <laughs> wrestling show <laughs> Um Number one, from the most recent brand split, what was the first SmackDown exclusive papers you called? Oh
1: the brand split happened, was it like two weeks or something after WrestleMania, wasn't it?
0: Mm, not WrestleMania, no. So we're talking twenty sixteen.
1: Oh the oh the initial or sorry, I thought I meant I thought you meant this
0: year. Oh sorry, no, I meant the when they did it again.
1: Alright, oh, okay, sorry. Um when was it was it not like sort of they built it up it was like June-ish I think it was was it not
0: the draft episode was July 19th I don't know why I know
1: that I just do July 19th
0: so they still had SummerSlam to do and there was Battleground around that time but what was the first Smackdown only pay per view
1: backlash well
0: done, number two, who was the first smackdown exclusive world champion back in the day, so when the <laughs> brand splits happened, who was officially the first proper main event champion
1: um let me see cut angle uh
0: incorrect the answer was Brock Lesnar oh, fuck number three name four weddings that took place <laughs> <laughs> over Smackdown's thousand episodes I don't know if there have only been four but there are four that I know of uh,
1: um, now was Kane and Lita was that Raw Smackdown? I
0: can tell you that was Raw
1: Okay, okay, okay,
0: okay.
1: Billy and Chuck.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, thingy. Edge and. Oh, does that count? Did it even happen?
0: Well, I'm not counting if the the actual nuptials were confirmed and all that stuff. So, a ceremony took place. So, right, ed- so
1: Edge and. Edge and. Vicky. Uh
2: huh.
1: Oh, man jeez uh, uh. are you alright I'm just trying to think no um. you Triple H and Stephanie was obviously raw it was oh wait Where was, was it Test and Stephanie, where did
0: that? That happened on Raw.
1: Daniel Bryan, AJ Lee? Raw. Jeez, why didn't you just ask me about the Raw weddings?
0: Because we're not talking about Raw this night.
1: Edge and Lee was Raw as well.
0: Put your phone away. I can. I'm not
1: on my phone. I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Uh, the one of them was Teddy Long and Crystals, where Teddy Long had a heart attack just as I was about to say "I do." Fuck. <laughs> and the other one was Don Marie and Tory Wilson's dad. <sighs> did
1: did Undertaker not like pin Stephanie up in the, like the crucifix marry Maria or tr- attempt to marry her or something as well?
0: That was also on. I raw. think I
1: was. I, I was Raw though. You should actually ask me about the weddings on Raw.
0: Again we're I know. Uh, Man number four. Mankind was infamously thrown from the stage into a grave in a buried alive match. Name all the wrestlers in that tag team match. So you had Mankind, who was his partner?
1: Oh. Jeez. Um, the rock, was it not?
0: Yep, and who were they facing?
1: Shaw. Well done and Obviously, Taker. There we go, number well, five. Well, and obviously, it could have been Kane. Actually,
0: that's correct. Though no. <coughs> number five. That same year, nineteen ninety-nine, the very last SmackDown of that millennium, had The Rock defeat mankind. What was the stipulation of that match? Um, it was quite a big deal. No DQ. No. It was a... Will I tell you? Yeah. Pink slip on a pole match. (sighs) You remember now? Yes. Number six. Which wrestler's first programme upon moving from Raw to SmackDown saw him immediately, almost immediately, win the world heavyweight title? So it was this? 2011.
1: the move from Raw
0: Raw to Smackdown in 2011 so it was just after the draft (coughs) just after Mania Mm. if I give you another clue it might give it away but this person was involved in the world title match at SummerSlam that year you said what Two thousand eleven? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, I don't think I know the answer to this.
0: Well, I'll just tell you then.
1: Uh, uh, Del Rio?
0: Nope. The answer No it was fucking you cashed in on punk. The answer was Randy Orton.
1: Is, well, I've got like two or five tonight.
0: Number seven. What was the stipulation of Jeff Hardy's last match for WWE in nineteen nineteen ninety nine? 1999? That's wrong. Two thousand and
1: nine. On SmackDown versus CM Punk. We spoke about this a while back. So it was a
0: loser leave town match, but what was the actual like genre or whatever of the match, the gimmick?
1: Um Oh my god we spoke about this. One night uh,
0: Money in the Bank episode.
1: Yes. Or
0: cash in episode. Available you know. only on the social suplex podcast network. Mm.
1: Was it
0: not the loser leaves town or something? Uh huh, but what was the, the gimmick?
1: Alright. Oh, what do you mean, the gimmick? Or the actual match? Uh
0: huh, like, stipulate, like. Mm. Was it a ladder? Was it a. Uh... Last junkie? Oh! Cage? Yes. Number eight. Name all the women's champions. Since the SmackDown brand extension in 2016 onwards,
1: in order? Or? Doesn't
0: have to be in order, it doesn't have to be who was in reigns when, eh, just who have been the champions.
1: Can you tell me how many there's been?
0: One, two, three, four, five, six.
1: Becky? One. Carmella? Two. Charlotte? Three. Naomi
0: 4 Natalia 5 was she there at this point how long has she been on Raw
1: Alexa Bliss
0: correct well done
1: I just wasn't sure how long she'd been on Raw for this time
0: number 9 how long was Teddy Long the gen- general manager of Smackdown so if you don't know like you can say the year's active have a have a guess.
1: Alright, okay. Um you want an act of years or just how many years in total? How many years?
0: Whichever one you want. Um three. Oh my god, no. It was eight years in charge of oh. SmackDown. Oh four I
1: guess I guess I wiped it out of my mind because it was eight years of multi man tag matches as your main events.
0: And going one on one with the Undertaker player.
1: Number yeah,
0: player. ten. Last year's Survivor Series, SmackDown vs. Raw, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who won overall? Did SmackDown or Raw win that in terms of score? So if I tell you there were seven matches. Raw won it. Can you remember the matches?
1: But Did SmackDown win or?
0: Yes. What matches did SmackDown win?
1: The Usos beat beat The Bar. Correct. Charlotte beat Alexa Alexa Bliss.
0: Correct. Um, This one you'll never get.
1: The Shield beat The New Day. The Raw main event beat them. Brock beat AJ. Brock beat AJ. So that's three each, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There was
0: one more. There was a oh. couple of other matches, but they weren't versus Raw versus SmackDown.
1: I can't remember now if you had a women's five-on-five.
0: Five. They did. Raw won it. Oh, I'm getting my scores mixed up.
1: Because yeah, that's seven 0 I've been doing. They're not five-four. Then it finished.
0: No Smackdown, I don't know. But Smackdown, Think of the other match. <clears throat>
1: We've had the women's match, we've had the tag team, we've had the IC. Oh, geez, who was in that? It was the US versus the IC. Who the hell was that match? Oh my goodness, who was that match? I don't
0: think you'll get it. It's too random for words. Uh, Did you give up?
1: No. No. Alright, calm down. I kind of want to say Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin was in the match.
0: You go ahead and say that.
1: I kind of want to say he win the match. You go ahead and say that as
0: well. Uh, where
1: the fuck did he take on, though? I thought was he, I thought was champ. I just
0: uh-huh. made that up? No, well, no, because I basically heavily hinted at it there. <sighs> uh,
1: right, give me a clue, because... Uh,
0: this person that Baron Corbin beat has, is currently on Smackdown.
1: What? This person Baron Corbin beat? Uh-huh. But we just established Baron Corbin was in the US... Oh, um, no,
0: It's on Smackdown. Who did, the hell just, was... We established that Baron Corbin was a US champion.
1: I don't know, but who the hell... I can't remember his US title reign at all, to be honest. Um
0: believe it or not he beat AJ not on Survivor
1: Series night but oh shit so he did <coughs> who the hell was the IC Champ at the time Um wasn't him it wasn't the Miz wait yes. it, was a, it was a Miz
0: yes it was
1: I oh, remember those promos were caught the Miz cut his promo on the back of his car or a limo or something
0: oh that's right and they cut He cussed yep I don't I didn't count how many you got right or wrong there but you did poorly <laughs>
1: I did very poorly I think I got like four
0: Um you did not too badly could have been worse just as well Sir Sam wasn't here to take you on
1: yep or anybody to be honest
0: so that concludes the episode this week before we go make sure to leave a rating and review for the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the app that you choose five stars obviously whether it's Podbean you, uh, you, not YouTube, iTunes, that one, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. The the network also has. I've had a blank. I need to pre record these plugs, by the way. The network. No, also, to do it. Aye, you go, you do it.
1: You can download and listen, folks, on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other app that you use for podcasts. Please make sure you listen to Keeping It Strong Style with Jeremy and Josh, One Nation Radio with uh, Rich and James and grown men. Watch this shit. And also, The Outsider's Edge, hashtag Bring Carl Back. Hopefully, Carl, Carl actually might be on this week. He might. do might. I wonder what's going to happen first. Carl makes an appearance on Outsider's Edge or Carl drops his column. Who knows? <laughs> um, also, you can find all of us on the Facebook group, the Wrestling Squared Circle. Um, and like it says, you can subscribe to the Social Suplex, Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, you can get some great content. We've got NXT reviews. Um, it will give you weekly emails or daily emails sorry, to these articles. And, yeah, I think that's it.
0: Not too bad. Better than me. At Ricky and Clive on Twitter and Facebook.
1: Keep an eye out for our new Twitter logo coming shortly as well. Oh <laughs> an absolute belter from Rance. Shout oh. out to Rance for that.
0: For his two K nineteen skills.
1: <laughs>
0: awesome. Right, um breaking news. Patrick Clark has changed his gimmick on NXT the most recent tapings. I don't know if you were aware of this. Good
1: lord, we're losing
0: we lose listeners. <laughs> There's an face of actual anguish on your face right now, but uh, because
1: pe- people tweet us saying the jokes are shit, I but they love it. I think they actually it to feel honest. Like, continue.
0: Right, so Patrick Clark has a new gimmick on NXT as per the new tapings. Instead of that sort of prince thing that he's got going on just now, he's just been a, a very comfy, cosy guy who wears baggy jumpers, baggy sweaters, and likes to just sit by the roaring fire at night and drink some hot malt a hot malt drink just before he sort of tucks himself into bed just a very cosy gimmick Uh, (laughs) oh it's going to be called
1: Ovaltine Dream (laughs) (laughs) Jesus was 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 Ovaltine is that not just a British thing or
0: well if it is then this really will go over a lot of heads
1: well who knows
0: Night-night. Say night-night quickly.
1: Take care, Thank folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.